Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Rodgers in trouble. Does he have a vintage moment in him? Pressure, pass is picked off, and who is it? Big B.J. Raji for the touchdown. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. As always, I am Maggie Loney, joined by Perry Goldstein, and we have yet another show for you today. Um, Training camp officially kicked off. We have the rookies reporting. Um, Looks a little different this year. The media is not allowed Um, players are wearing masks. There's COVID testing set up right outside the stadium. So players are doing that before they go inside. Um, and now the NFL has a COVID, um, reserve list that you stay on for, I believe it's three weeks or until you pass a series of consecutive negative tests. So at this point, we know that Devin Funches has opted out of the season so far. He's the only Packer to do so. And then there is Mason Crosby, Jay Sternberger and Trayvon Hester, And I believe Greg Roberts, the linebacker, the four of them have been added to the COVID reserve list. So this doesn't necessarily mean that they tested positive for COVID. This could also just mean that they came into contact with somebody who did. So we'll see what happens in the next couple days as, you know, more players are testing, more players are coming into camp. But Perry, what are your kind of quick thoughts, I guess, on, you know, what the season is looking like? Do you think, I guess I don't want to get into a whole, will there be a season? But, Mm -hmm. you know, we're starting to see the trickle in from almost every team that there are players that are being added to these lists. And this is like the first couple days of players being reported to camp. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a new normal of like what camp looks like. Obviously, like the regular testing and now Jason... Mason will not be able to participate. And, um, you know, I, it seems like at least from what I've seen from the Packers, they put up those plexiglass, um, dividers in between lockers. So they're doing everything they can to make it so that everyone's safe. And, 
um, we can get on with the season in a in the best way we can during these times. Um, but I think it's, I mean, my favorite part every year is when the rookies get to get, you know, go see Lambo for the very first time. And um, I just can only imagine how exciting that is to see the stadium and the field. And, um, you know, I think it was. Uh, Vernon Scott. Yes. Vernon Scott, who was like, it's legendary, you know, and he got to like do his fake little Lambo leap and, um, just from the perspective of that being your childhood dream is to play for an NFL team and you finally get to see, you know, where you're going to be playing all your home games. It's so exciting. And so I'm glad that it's a little bit delayed, but they finally get to get to have that moment. Yeah. I feel like that has to be, I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I think that that's kind of a big part. We haven't really seen any rookies that have decided to opt out yet of the season. It's been some established players that have made their money um, they know that a season off won't really affect them. And you, you feel for the young guys where it's like, if you are a training camp body and you opt out of the season, is this your one shot? Like, will you even get invited back next year to any team? So, you know, I think that there is kind of that pressure for these players who they've dreamed their whole life of getting here. They're trying to collect a paycheck and look after their families what does that do? You know, you're risking your health and you risk your health every down you play football in general, but then to add now this element to that, where it's not something that just affects you. It's something that is potentially contagious that can threaten your entire family. It's just a really interesting year to think about. And, you know, even in the college football sphere, we have players now that are foregoing senior seasons to just prepare for the NFL and for the draft. So Mm -hmm. You know, I think um, we talked about this on happy hour, but I think if we want to get a good sense of what could happen with the NFL, we need to keep a really close eye on baseball these next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think so far, obviously it's been like the Phillies and the Marlins that have been affected. And then everyone else you see with the bubble with the NBA that there have been zero tests. So some of the experiments are yeah. going well, we're learning things from some other situations and, the NFL definitely has the best case scenario right now because they're the last professional league to start their season. So hopefully they take some of these lessons and can apply it to keep, to keep everybody safe. Oh my God. Hi, Mo. (laughs) She's so cute. She's just doing her thing. She is chilling. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. But so today we thought that it would be interesting to do a, listener question episode because you know it's the off season even though people are starting to report back to camp there's just an element of there's still not a lot going on we haven't seen any reports of anything happening yet so we asked all of our followers on twitter to send us some questions and we decided that we would answer those today so perry i'll run through the questions we got some really good ones and then we can kind of talk about each one so starting with jason he asks Uh, which this is pretty timely. When all is said and done, what is the over-under on players opting out of the season? So we know about Devin Funches, but do you expect to get more players, more Packers, or do you think that we've kind of, if it was going to happen, it would have happened already? Um, Okay, the over-under for players opting out. It's a really interesting question. Um, (laughs) Well, we know the deadlines. There's another week, I think it is. Um, for players to opt out. So I feel like it will depend on how. G- <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> I feel like it will depend on how camp goes. Um, and, you know, if a lot of players start testing positive and it's very clear that like, 
things are not going well, we may have a lot. Um, but if, if we keep things safe and, and players feel like their team um, is going to keep them healthy, then it'll be less. That's really not an answer. Um, I'm going to <laughs> go with three. Three Packers players. I'll go with three. Okay. I was thinking about this a little bit while we were talking about the players that are currently on the COVID reserve list. And, you know, we talked about what could happen if Aaron Rodgers ends up on the list and you have Jordan Love and Tim Boyle. Something I don't think we've ever discussed or mentioned is what happens to your kickers. I mean, (laughs) I guess J.K. Scott is your emergency um, field goal kicker, but just the thought of like, you typically have backups at every position. So do you, is there going to be like a bubble this here's a concept for you NFL if you're listening to packs what she said get a bubble of players that can go to any roster at any point and have been secluded and can just train yeah I mean the the XFL kind of tried it with their I think it was like the there was like a reserve team that was basically a, a practice squad where people could just stay and then if there were any teams that had injuries they could opt to take players from this reserve squad so very good idea NFL pay me money Got, got all the thoughts, but having would, a reserve of kickers would be a really like interesting idea too. Cause everybody needs them. You usually only have one. Well, and if the, if the vets were real willing to like, I know it'd be hard for guys like Mike Daniels to leave his kids, but if you had like a Tremont Williams or guys that were like, yeah, I'm going to go move into the bubble for a month. There could be a whole reserve of either, training camp bodies that don't make the initial 53, 63. Mm-hmm. You could have some vets. I mean, it's just an interesting concept. So, you know, NFL higher Implement us. It. Yeah. So I don't know. I think three is probably a good number. I think the deadline is coming soon. So I don't know if we'll hear more in the coming days, but I think that the big names have already begun the opt-out process. Like we saw what happened to the Patriots. So I think if more Packers were opting out, it would have happened by now. Next question is from Broadnator. Um, Which Packers player is most likely to win an Oscar? I think we'll agree on this, but I want to hear your thoughts. So when I think about the players who have like big personalities who would like thrive on stage, there are two that come to mind. So I may answer this for offense and defense. My offensive players, Jamal Williams, because like also maybe not an Oscar, but I could see that man on Broadway, like winning a Tony award. I want to hear him sing now. Like imagine him dancing on, I, I could see it. And then Get my Jamal Williams on Hamilton. Start the hashtag. Yeah. Wait, Yes. And Get then my Jamal Williams to be Aaron Burr. Sorry. Go ahead. He would be good at it. <laughs> He'll be good at it. Yeah. Yeah. That man can move. Um, so that's my pick for offense. And my pick for defense is Zedarius. He just got that big personality, that booming personality. He would be so good. We went in an exactly opposite direction. Like I thought we were going to match. And I love that you picked like two of my all-time favorite players. <laughs> but I was going to say Aaron Rodgers. Like dude was on Game of Thrones. And I mean, I think that he, he's talked about wanting to film documentaries when he retires. So I think that he is so fascinated by filmmaking that whether he's in front of the camera or behind it, I could see him like really becoming passionate about it after he retires from the NFL. Okay. That's actually a very like realistic answer. Like, <laughs> like Aaron, like very much, like he's such a Renaissance man. Like, of course he would win like some kind of award for whatever he does. Um, I would watch a documentary by Aaron Rodgers. I don't even care if I don't know what it's about. Um, I'm all in. I'm ready. 
I would pretty much watch anything that he makes. So did you appreciate my answers though? Don't you agree? I do. Yeah. And I really like, once we get off recording this show, I'm going to hashtag um, Jamal Williams for Hamilton hashtag cast Jamal Williams as Aaron Burr hashtag um, <laughs> Alexander Hamilton hashtag um, Jamal Williams on Broadway. Yes. Okay. See, he's, he doesn't even need football anymore. Like he's just, we got him <laughs> set. He's ready to go. All right. Next one is from the Acme Packers podcast. What is your advice for aspiring podcasters and Packers writers? That's kind of fun. I liked this one. So what advice do you have, Perry? Well, first of all, I think it's flattering and also insane that someone's asking us this question. Um, Because like I, you and I talk about this all the time. I'm like, what? I'm not real in this world. (laughs) What? Um, (laughs) What? But I would say, I mean, you and I are always on the same page and, and very communicative. So I think like, if you're going to go into this with a ho- a co-host, like that's first and foremost, the most important thing. Um, and the second is enjoy it because you enjoy it, you know, like in, go into this because the topic or whatever it is that you're talking about, um, is something that you're passionate about because if you're in it for any other reason, it's either going to become not fun or you're not going to succeed. Um, and so Maggie and I say this a good amount, but like, we ain't here for the money. (laughs) We're here because we like genuinely love following this team and discussing football. Yeah. And I think one of my favorite parts about this podcast, and we've talked about it before a little bit on the show is that we did not know each other. We met once for like 20 minutes to talk and we were like, yeah, we can make this work. And now you're like the light of my life. So <laughs> yep. I, <laughs> I, was, I was telling someone today, like they were like, Oh, like how's podcast going? I'm like, it's amazing. And also my co-host is literally one of my best friends. Yes. So, yeah. Like be open to also the community that podcasting and whatever it is that you're talking about for us, it's Packers. Like that community has also um, just been such a surprisingly amazing added value. Yeah. And I think like you have to be willing to be told no, because for every good idea that you have um, that you are really proud of, somebody's not going to take it as seriously, or there might not be an opportunity for you. If you are interested in writing and you reach out to a site, they may not have availability for writers at that time, um, but be persistent. Um, Even if you're not posting your work anywhere, still do it and still practice and, you know, have like a portfolio. And, um, I I kind of agree with just be the community, like put yourself out there and become part of a community. Like we were friends with the people that were part of pack a day podcast before we came on pack a day. And now, you know, Jacob and Nick, my co-hosts are like two of my favorite people on the planet. So I think there's like, you know, you, you talk to guys and you look up to people like Andy Herman and Ben Fennell and Peter Bukowski and Aaron Nagler. And like, these are all people that we just had like a kind of Twitter relationship with that. Now we get to talk to on the regular because of the platform that we now have. So I think just putting yourself out there and becoming part of the community and not being afraid to take chances, but also understanding again, like Perry said, we're not doing this to be millionaires. We're doing this because we really like it and we're happy that we do have a fan base that, you know, listens to the content that we put out. But yeah, I think if we found out the two people were listening, we would still do it because we like to talk about football. Yeah. So 
Exactly. Like I did not, I never expected to have anybody listen to this. Like I do it because I enjoy it and it makes me happy. And I think also in terms of like Twitter, um, some of the best advice I got at the beginning of all this from Nagler was, you know, you have to tweet to get followers because at first I was like, I have 30 followers. Like (laughs) I'm tweeting to no one. Like I can't, like this is so weird. And he was like, you just got to keep going and keep going and tweet to no one for a really long time until finally enough people decide they like what you're saying. And, you know, slowly that following grows. And I feel like it grows when you're yourself. Like don't try to like mimic or, you know, do what other people are saying, Um, you know, just like put out your thoughts because that's what Twitter's for is just for random, random thoughts. Yeah. And be, I was going to say be authentic because they have to be your thoughts. And if people disagree with them, like you will always, always, we all the time have people that disagree with our takes and our opinions. But the beauty of that is that it's your fucking opinion (laughs) and you're allowed to have your opinion. And the mute button. (laughs) Yeah, also that. (laughs) Utilize the mute button. (laughs) Yeah, so just be authentically yourself and know your shit. Like, definitely study up and know what you're talking about. And then the rest, honestly, will fall into place for you. And Yeah. And I mean, we do, like, legitimate research before we get on our shows. You know, we look at stats. We we both have pages of notes. Um, So it's not just, you know, getting on and kind of winging it, like... You do have to put in a little work, but it's worth it. Yeah. All right. I think we could have talked about that for the whole show, but I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next year, Jared, he said, what do you want to see from the offense in 2020? We think that we know what we'll see, but if you were the one game planning, like what are your expectations of the offense? Um, <laughs> I want 13 personnel. <laughs> no, I okay. want, um, no. Okay. I do want to see LaFleur's vision. So multiple tight end sets. I want to see two running backs on the field at the same time. Also, um, I want Jones and Jamal or Jones and AJ on the field at the same time. Um, and I want us to hit on those bigger plays. Like Rogers is known for being that guy who can drop the beautiful dime ball 50 yards downfield. And there were a few of those last season and mainly only with Devante and Lazard, but I want us to hit on those big plays more. Yeah. I like that you joked about 13 personnel. Cause my answer was 32. <laughs> Run it out. 32. <laughs> yes. Get Devante out of here. We need AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and like Josiah DeGuara and Jay Sternberg. And let's just go. We can do 23 personnel also. Yeah, look at that. Let's just get it. The versatility. So wide receivers. Everyone's so worried about our wide receivers. How about we just don't use any? How about that? <laughs> Solves the problem. Can't worry about your wide receivers if they're not on the field. So <laughs> solve that problem. But no, I mean, I think the expectation for the offense is definitely that it will be more versatile and you there will be that element of um, mixing up pack, uh, different pass- packages. I haven't had that much alcohol yet packages just you know like you know if jay sternberger is you don't know if he's going to be the blocking tight end if he is going to open up the middle of the field um what could happen with aj Dillon as a pass catching back we know that's something he didn't do in college we would think that you know coming into green bay that's something he'll do more 
I'm big on Jamal Williams as a pass catching back. We know what Aaron Jones can do already. So just, I really think that the, like the buzzword for this offense in 2020 is versatility. And the fact that there'll be a number of different looks that come out of the same packages so that whoever's on the field, it's not going to be one note. And I think that towards the end of the 2019 season, the offense got a little one note. Yeah, I agree with you. And like, let's see what LaFleur's got. Like we know that it's been, um, you know, last year was a little hybrid trying to incorporate some McCarthy stuff to make the transition easier. But like, let's see why Green Bay hired coach Matt LaFleur to coach this team and, and bring him into the the future of football, what his vision is, you know, because he says all the time that he has tons of stuff in the playbook that he never got to. Um, and I want to see it. Yeah, I'm with you. I want to see it, too. Um <laughs> All right. This was my favorite question. Um, I just love the way that it was written. So Tanner, he said, what are you responsible for bringing to the Lambeau tailgate food or drinks? You can't cop out and say plates. Anyway, I'm <laughs> chips guy. <laughs> and I, like, I told him, I read this to Mark this morning. because I loved it so much. And I was like, this is the best question. And Mark said, I am soda lad. Mark is soda lad. lad. It was um, just funny because he, so he can't soda. drink soda. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are you bringing to the tailgate period? Alcohol. Okay. Um, I'll this probably bring a case of beer and a case of claws. Okay. I think you were everywhere Mark. with the claws. Yeah. Mark drinks yeah. claws. Well, my sister's gluten free, right? So I always got to bring the claws with us. Yeah. Claws to law. Okay. Um, uh, I, I really, really like to grill. That's why I thought we were going to contradict here a little bit. Cause I know grilling is like your new, uh, quarantine hobby. You did a lot of that in Vermont. Yeah. So I'm a big, like traditional brats. I also do a ton of pulled pork. So if you come to any of my tailgate parties ever, or like my Lambo parties, I, I don't often tailgate at the stadium, but I do like have parties at my house regularly and it's always pulled pork. Wait, yum. Jalapeno poppers. We go all in. Um, I would bring old fashions, but that's the Corey Banky thing. So it's, you know, probably, probably catch me on the grill. I really like grilling. So love that. Yeah. I, I appreciate the uh, diversity of your drink choices. I mean, now I just want to go tailgate. <sighs> Next year. We're going to, we're going to do it real big. So big. Did you know that in the the off season, I was looking at um, buying like a used ambulance that I can turn into a tailgate vehicle. Like I have problems. I'm going to go Okay. So I don't have the finances to now buy an ambulance, but I, I thought about it. I just want to get so drunk in the parking lot and scream my head off. No, I just yeah. want to get like a nice, good tipsy, like, you oh, know, like, yeah. good, mm-hmm. good golden zone and just cheer the green and golden zone the green and golden zone and cheer until i don't have a voice anymore yeah if you have a voice the next day you're doing it wrong but i you wouldn't have a voice i trust you (laughs) all right um the next question is from ktg what are your thoughts on the packers middle linebackers heading into training camp any chance curtis bolton starts the season opposite kirksey (laughs) i don't know yeah i mean (laughs) totally a possibility like i feel like that second position is so up for grabs um because no one has really proven that they have any kind of leg up on each other like yeah sure oren burks was drafted the earliest but like he hasn't really shown that he you know is that bona fide second you know middle linebacker spot so 
We'll see. It'll be a camp battle. It'd be interesting. Um, obviously, Kirksey's number one. And then, I don't know, maybe your guy Ty Summers will get it. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the tricky part here. And it seems like a cop-out, but training camp hasn't started yet. We haven't been able to really assess what's going on. So, you know, we obviously expect Oren Burks to take a leap, but will that happen at this point? We don't really know. Ty Summers looks like a different human coming into training camp. Like, he's put on so much muscle mass, which if you saw him before, you wouldn't have, <laughs> you wouldn't have thought that, you know, he's, he's he needed little, it. Yeah, right, exactly. So put on more muscle mass and then Packers drafted Kamal Martin. So those are three names already that you would think theoretically because of their draft stock would have like a, a better chance at the roster than Curtis Bolton. But Curtis Bolton did really impress in the preseason. He looked really good. Um, I think at one point last preseason, he was taking snaps ahead of Ty Summers. So, you know, I think that I think the Packers will keep four inside linebackers again. Um, but I think that the key for Curtis and for anybody would be to kind of solidify a way that you can stand out. So whether it's playing special teams, whether, you know, you become like the coverage linebacker, you become the run stopping linebacker, whatever Christian Kirksey is doing, you want to do the exact opposite. And that's how you get on the mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. So, Curtis, if you're listening, come on the show and talk about it, but also do the opposite of Christian Kirksey. Can't wait to see our boy yeah. Kirko out there. I love him so much. I hope that he goes to your recommended restaurant. Yeah, Cheesecake Kevin. Shout so out. Good. So good. Also, my dad wanted to let us know that now the Bucks have LaShawn McCoy, and that is why they're the geriatric team. And then he said, all they need is Frank Gore, LOL. Love your dad. Your dad needs to come back on the show. He does. He would any day. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I, I don't know how to do this next question. Perry said she's not answering it. So, Cole, we appreciate your question on our Twitter feed. Perry refuses to answer a question about Aaron Rodgers being traded. I mean, why would I entertain that thought? (laughs) Like, I'm not like, but actually though, like, I know that everyone's getting all like hype and up in arms about, oh, Rogers is leaving. I just like, I don't want to deal with that until it's necessary. He's our starter this season. He's going to be our starter for hopefully at least another season after that. I'm not thinking about it otherwise. Like, there's no reason to. Yeah. Well, the last question is fun. It's more of a compliment, but it's from our friend Amar, who I love. I used to work a little bit with Amar. Um, He said, why are y'all so great? Can we all get a beer next time we're all at Lambo or Kettle of Fish post-COVID? I'm glad that he added the post-COVID because I don't leave my house uh, during the quarantine. Um, Yeah, down. Let's meet up in Green Bay and have a big old party. It'll be fun. I or like, come to New York, come to Kettle of Fish, support Kettle of Fish. If you haven't seen, they are struggling because New York City restaurants are struggling and they have a big old GoFundMe and you can donate. Aaron Rodgers has been there and he signed their water keg. And it is a storied place that has been around in the city since the 70s. And it is the place to watch a Packer game. I have my own sort of, my a different bar in New York that I go to on, on my Sundays. But Kettle of Fish is the spot. So support them after COVID. Yeah. I think like whether it's the season opener, whatever game you decide that you're getting to, we're going to say this now on the podcast, we will have a huge packs. What she said, meetup 
before the game and it will be great. And maybe if we can figure out a way to do it effectively, we'll record some audio clips and we'll cut it together and like have a really big tailgating episode of Pax that she said, or we'll go live on Twitter or something, but we will, when Perry Goldstein gets to Lambeau field, it is going to be a fucking holiday. So (laughs) we're going to do it up here at the podcast. I already have visions of myself just being the happiest ever and dancing around and feeling at home. Pretty much every time I go to Lambeau, I cry pretty much every, like like a little misty you know i mean i got emotional just watching vernon scott's video today so if that gives you any idea (laughs) my mom was like really concerned because we were at the home opener last season and cherry star came out of the tunnel and i sobbed like full-on like and she was yeah she was like it's okay and i was like it was that (laughs) it's not i mean that's a big deal yeah i was in my bart star shirt no i was in my jersey but whatever we were ready but yeah, so it's going to be a good time. We'll just, whenever it is in 2021, we're having a pack that she said party and it's going to be great. Woo-woo. So, you know, we'll promote it on Twitter ahead of time. We don't got to, we don't got to plan 13 months in advance, but no, no. that's all we got. Thanks everyone for submitting. That was fun and nice of you. If you heard Perry Goldstein laughing throughout the podcast, it's because my dumb cat was walking around the whole time and knocking around my microphone and doing her thing and she's old and now she's sound asleep now that the episode's over so of course you know we try not to edit these because we have, we think you appreciate our authenticity and just you know editing it takes a lot of work and i don't got time for that you know we got time for that so <laughs> the truth comes out but yeah so um you know perry and i are gonna go drink alcohol and eat dinner separately but we'll be pretending that we're together. I mean, Perry, I, I don't know about you, but now that we've been doing happy hour for Game on Wisconsin and we've actually done a live show, it's hard to now have to do a podcast where people can't see the faces that you make at me for an entire, entire show. Yeah, I'm a very expressive person and I use my hands a lot when I talk and I make Maggie laugh. So... If you hear just a random burst of laughter, it's probably because I'm making a weird ass face to her. Yeah. Either she likes the question, she doesn't like the question, or she's using hand gestures to differentiate something that's happening in the... Uh... <laughs> All right, Perry, if the people want to follow you on social media, how can they do that? All right. You can follow me at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can follow us at PWSS podcast on Twitter. We do this every week. We have Game On Wisconsin Happy Hour every Monday. And I now will podcast with Andy Herman and Alex Strauff every other Monday for Pack-A-Day Podcast. See, I didn't forget. I'm going to say I'm so proud of you. Never forget. All right. (laughs) Andy is the man. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. I write two articles a week for Tset TV. So when we log off the show, I'm going to go write an article. I don't know what it's going to be about yet, but check it out. It'll come out after the, the episode drops. So read it. I don't know. And then I'm with Pack a Day uh, once a week with Jacob Westendorf and Nick Schmitz. I also now we have Game on Wisconsin. Um, so please follow the Game on Wisconsin Twitter. It's Game on WI. You can check out the website. There's a lot of good content. And catch us on Mondays at 6 p.m. Lambo time doing a live show on YouTube called Happy Hour. If you like listening to the podcast, if you like talking to me and Perry, you can check us out on Happy Hour and talk to us live. Like, send us questions and we answer them while we're recording. So it's a lot of fun. 
Um, but I think that's it. So go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. And go!